Let's head to Australia, where Brad Foster is our afternoon's correspondent. Um, back from your few days on the south coast, Brad, and, and no doubt, despite those final couple of losses, you must be on a bit of a high from the Matildas' efforts in the FIFA World Cup. Hey, Jesse. Yeah, I am back uh, back to reality, unfortunately. Work, washing, cooking our own meals. Um, I did get to watch Australia play Sweden on Saturday night, along with 11 million other Aussies. And, uh, of course, while we did lose, um, it was our best result of the World Cup uh, for men and women's teams. So um, that's great news. And uh, further good news, um, just prior to the game, or maybe just after the Prime Minister announced a $200 million boost for women's sport in Australia. Uh, no real information on what that money will be used for or whether it will be uh, predominantly focused on soccer, but it's certainly good news. And then the New South Wales Premier, Chris Minns, came out and said he will also increase funding for women's soccer. Uh, again, at this stage, we don't have any further information. But whatever the outcome, I think Australia and New Zealand um, should certainly be proud of staging what uh, the FIFA Secretary-General... Secretary Fatma Samura has described as the most uh, inclusive and the best FIFA World Cup ever. Tell you um, what, that's the ultimate sign of success, eh, when the politicians start trying to jump on the bandwagon and, and uh, get some, uh, some sort of popularity um, by osmosis um, by tagging, tagging on to the campaign. Yeah, and I think uh, certainly there was a lot of uh, money injected into uh, our economy. I'm sure it was the same in New Zealand. So uh, hopefully one of your uh, ministers uh, will um, put some money towards women's sport as well. Yeah, I haven't seen any similar pledges, but it is election year, Brad, so we've got no shortage of politicians promising things at the moment. Yeah, that's good. Did the Prime Minister say anything in particular about the tournament? Yeah, he did. Uh, other than uh, uh, the $200 million, uh, when he was announcing that, he also um, made mention of the importance of ensuring that the majority of sporting events in the future can be watched on free-to-air television. And, of course, uh, our game against Sweden, there was 11 million people watched that game. Uh, now, I know with the upcoming Rugby World Cup, Australian matches will be on free-to-air. Oh. Uh, but if, if you want to watch... Every other game, you uh, have to subscribe to, uh, I think it's Stan Sport. And, of course, not everyone can really afford to do that, especially with our ongoing challenges of uh, high cost of living. Yeah, that seems like a reasonable accommodation, though, at an international tournament, if you can watch your your own country's games free and then you pay for the rest. That seems like a, a nice sort of middle ground for, you know, to, to, to be able to pay the bills to keep professional sport going, but also to keep kids who, who don't have subscriptions interested in their heroes and in their sports. Yeah, I think that's probably the way it's going to go. And uh, um, I would like to watch uh, a few New Zealand games, but my, my brother-in-law is from Wellington, so I'm sure he's already subscribed to Stan Sport. <laughs> hey, um, so, so beyond women's soccer, how about those Commonwealth Games? Last I heard, Victoria were pulling out. What's been the fallout? Well, you haven't heard um, that the Victorian government has to pay $380 million in compensation for not hosting the Games. Now, uh, the Victorian Premier, Daniel Andrews, he said that paying this was a better outcome than any other and, and is the basically the end of the matter, but not everybody thinks it should be the end of the matter. Uh, the Victorian opposition and others are saying that Daniel Andrews should resign and uh, they've probably got a good point. 
Um, it's a lot of money. Yeah, I'll say. No, I did miss that story. Almost four hundred million dollars just as a this is a penalty. Yeah, that's that, that's exactly what it is. And uh, this is just the latest example of Australian politicians changing their mind at the expense of taxpayers. You you may remember back in. Uh, 2021, Australia pulled out of the $90 billion French nuclear sub deal. Uh, now, that was when Labor won their federal election from Liberal, uh, but that decision cost Australian taxpayers $835 million in compensation to the French. So, this is two cases of a billion dollars of taxpayers' money is being given uh, for politicians basically changing their mind. Yeah, gosh, and, and not great for you international um, reputation <laughs> that, you're gonna, that, uh, that you're going to stick by your agreements. Incredible. What else is happening in your part of the world? Uh, we had a great announcement yesterday from the New South Wales Ambulance Service. It's become the first uh, New South Wales emergency service in the state to reach gender parity in its ranks, uh, with women now making up more than 50% of the ambulance workforce. And there's something like just over 6,000 New South Wales ambulance employees. So that's great news. Uh, There are calls to review the safety of food delivery drivers in New South Wales after two young riders died in the past three weeks. Uh, A young Indian student died on Saturday night in Sydney. Now, this brings um, uh, the death of uh, drivers to 13 since 2017. Uh, So there's um, road safety uh, want this to be investigated and uh, look into it further. And I don't know, uh, I presume you would have uh, uh, people delivering food on... uh, on uh, little motorbikes. And yeah, mopeds. plenty, plenty. And, they're, and they're, I don't think there have been too many stories like this um, recently, although certainly historically in, in um, New Zealand there have been some really nasty cases involving food delivery. Was, you know, it's often people, first jobs or, you know, minimum wage and, and not much power, so awful when they get hurt at work. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, the under-fire Wallabies coach, Eddie Jones, he's apparently engaged with former All Blacks coach Steve Hansen to help him and the Wallabies in the lead-up to the what? Rugby World Cup in France. You haven't heard that? <laughs> I saw I'm a headline. Hoping, I didn't dare read it. Well, I'm hoping that he can bring a bit of uh, Kiwi magic to us. Uh, <laughs> it's only a few Gosh, weeks to go. That's up there with Russell Coates leaving for the America's Cup effort to sail with someone else. Goodness me, I'll have to read up on that one. Thank you, Brad. Yeah, um, and now the uh, the mushroom um, uh, saga. Uh, we haven't had an update on the case of the woman who was alleged to have served up uh, poisoned mushrooms to her ex-in-laws who later died, but I will keep you informed on that. And I also heard you talking about Barbie, the Barbie movie, Jessie. Yeah. Um, now, Margot Robbie, she was the executive producer on that as well as the, uh, the lead actor, and uh, because she was... Uh, I guess, uh, more invested in it than, than most, she could get a windfall of up to $70 million for the success of the movie. So uh, good on Margot. Yep, she'll be able to afford a Stan Sports subscription. Brad, thanks so much. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Jesse.